0: Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And recently, YouTube head of homepage and recommendations, Todd Beaupre, put out a tweet that I want to talk about in this particular podcast. The tweet was so enlightening that I felt like I needed to dedicate an entire podcast episode to this particular tweet. When Todd Bopre tweet. Creators would do well to pay attention. The dude is literally the human personification of the YouTube algorithm. He understands it unlike anybody else because that's literally what he does. He is head of that team. So Todd tweeted out, I think it was uh, three days ago. And if you want to read it for yourself, I'll link it in the show notes. But Todd put out this tweet. Tweet said, The audience tab in YouTube analytics is underrated. He goes on to say, Learn your number of active, unique viewers and how many of them are returning. What else your audience is watching? Which of your videos are attracting new viewers who come back to watch more from your channel? Now, a lot of times you will hear us on the live streams and even on the podcast talking about finding your target audience and knowing who it is that you are talking to when you are creating your content. But YouTube has an entire analytic section dedicated to helping us better understand our audience. So I wanna take this tweet and break it down point by point and highlight what I feel is important and what I feel that you will get value out of as creators who listen to this podcast. So the first point, he says, learn your number of active viewers, actually he says, Learn your number of unique viewers or active unique viewers and how many of them are returning. Learn your number of active unique viewers and how many of them are returning. So every YouTube channel has a sub count. We know that. But the number one thing I hear sometimes out there in the face is that the views don't line up with the sub count, this, that, and the other. Now, there are many reasons why that is, why your view count might not line up with your sub count. But to better understand what's happening goes to Todd's first point. You have a sub count, but you also have a number of active viewers, active unique viewers, who may or may not be returning to your content. So this number tells you how many people are actually watching your content on a video-by-video video basis. You can even break this down by videos and how each individual individual video is bringing you people that are new to your channel and how many of those people return. There's literally a metric in the back end of your creator Analytics in the audience section where it will tell you the number of new viewers that an individual video has brought in and it will tell you the percentage of those new viewers who returned due to that particular video. So now, you know, you could literally go back into the back and break it down by individual videos. The number of new viewers that the video is bringing in and what percentage of those new viewers returned to your YouTube channel. Why is this important? Because it tells you right there in numbers, which of your videos is resonating with the, intended target audience and that way you know that maybe you should make more of that content or more of that type of content if it's bringing people back not only is it bringing in new people but if bringing those new people back to your channel you definitely want to consider making more of that content point number two what else your audience is watching now this is interesting to me because i had a friend who put out a tweet recently and he put out the channels that his subscribers were watching and he was kind of questioning what could he do with that information? And I'm literally just telling them like, Hey, the data is telling you what to do. If your audience is watching a set of channels and you can clearly see that there's a common denominator between the channels that your audience watching maybe you want to pay attention to those channels that have something in common and see what type of content it is that your audience is watching. Because in addition to the actual channels, YouTube will tell you your audience is watching. YouTube will actually tell you what other videos your audience is watching as well. Again, all of this information is in the analytics under the audience section. You can find it for yourself back there in your analytics. But when I looked at the, uh, with the other channels that his audience was watching, I saw a clear pattern. I'm like, listen, man, YouTube is literally telling me and telling you what your audience is into just by the other channels that they watch. They all have one thing in common. They all had a common denominator. So from that common denominator, it told me what type of content his audience preferred. Now, he said something to me along the lines of, but when I poll my audience, they say something different. You got to be careful with this creator. You have to be careful when you poll your audience. Because here's the thing, when you poll your community about what type of content they want to see from you, you have to remember that the community or the members of your community that answer your poll is only going to be a fraction of the total accumulative data that YouTube has for your channel. In English, we will call that the vocal minority. So the vocal minority will answer your poll, but they do not represent the majority of the data that YouTube has accumulated for your channel. You got to do it for the greater good, not for the greater minority. So if you compare what the vocal minority tells you that they want from you, and you compare that to what the overall data that YouTube is trying to give you and tell you, I don't know about you all listening, but I'm going to take my cue from the accumulative data that YouTube has shown me and I'm going to make my move based on the data that YouTube is showing me in my analytics. Because here at VidIQ, we always stress making data-driven decisions. A few people can make loud noise, absolutely, but they are not representative of the collective at large. And this is the trap that some creators fall into. They take what the vocal minority says, and then they will go down the path of what the vocal minority want, but The vocal minority is such a small fraction of the majority of your audience that maybe what the vocal minority wants isn't what the vast majority of your audience wants. I'll give you a real life example of this too. For years, Apple, yes, the technology company Apple did not make mini iPhones, but the vocal minority cried out, we want a smaller iPhone, we want an iPhone mini. So a few years ago, I think it was like two or three years ago, Apple finally gave them their mini iPhone. And what happened? It didn't sell well. Why didn't it sell well? Because the vast majority of Apple customer base did not want a mini iPhone. They were already enjoying the iPhones that were presented to them. They didn't want a mini iPhone, but the vocal minority wanted a mini iPhone. Now, I'm not saying that Apple took the vocal minority and made a decision based off of that because Apple is a trillion dollar company and they're probably not not making decisions based off of vocal minority. But there was an uprising. There was a cry out there for Apple to make smaller iPhones. So they must have saw something out there that indicated to them that they should at least invest some resources in making mini iPhones. And they did. For two years, they released mini iPhones, but they are now discontinued because the mini iPhone didn't drive sales. Which brings me back to my point about the vocal minority. The vocal minority is nice. It's always nice to have the, the people that are supporting you loud and proud. But again, when they represent such a small number in totality to the grand audience, you got to be careful about making move based off a vocal minority. So make sure you pay attention to your YouTube analytics because remember, your YouTube analytics are the accumulative data of everybody who's watching your content, not just the vocal minority who may or may not respond to your poll. YouTube has the data from everybody who has watched your channel or stopped on your YouTube channel. Trust your analytics. They will not lead you astray. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's Competitors tool. Checking in on what your competition is doing can be a great way to keep up with trends in your area of expertise. If you have vidIQ installed, you can find this tool on the left-hand sidebar within the YouTube studio, and from there you can begin adding channels as your competitors. I like to select a range of channels, from the ones that I find to be the leading voices in my niche, all the way down to channels that get similar views to my own. The way that this helps me personally is that I can start to actually detect patterns in the types of videos that my competitors are releasing, which helps me discover some fresh ideas that are already proven to be working. The vidIQ extension works in both Chrome and Firefox browsers, and you can download it for free at vidIQ.com. Which brings me to point three that Todd made in the tweet. He said, which of your videos are attracting new viewers who come back to watch more from your channel? And I kind of alluded to this earlier. But there's actually a metric in your studio, in your analytics, that shows you the videos that are attracting new viewers who come back. Because as I told you earlier, you got, it will tell you how many new viewers are coming in per video. And right next to the number of new viewers, it will say new viewers who returned. And again, if you want to find this, this is all under the uh, the audience section in your analytics. So let me, let me go back and make sure I can tell you guys how to walk it in. So right now I'm on desktop. So it might be different on mobile, but if you're on desktop, you go to YouTube, you go to analytics, you go to audience, right? So in the back end, it says videos growing your audience. So it gives you a list of videos that are growing your audience and it will give you like a little word, a word rating of how those videos are doing, whether they're uh, moderate, low or whatever. But if you click on the see more in the section of Video growing your audience, when you click on see more, that's when you can find out. You can break the videos down individually from number of new viewers, new viewers who returned, and it will give you a percentage. New viewers against new viewers who have returned to your channel. And it breaks it down by individual video. So this is how you can tell which videos are resonated with new people out there the most. And then you can take that data and make more of that type of content if you want to continue to attract New viewers again, trust your YouTube analytics because they have the data that nobody else has. They are literally locked into every single person who comes across and watches content on your channel. The YouTube analytics, your YouTube analytics, have all this data there, and they are using it to tell you what you need to know about what your audience wants from you. It's all right there in the data. Now, the other metric that I kind of don't take too much stock in, but YouTube does give it to you. And actually, we give it to you as well as part of our uh, Twitter tools. YouTube will tell you when your viewers are on the platform. So it'll, it has a bar graph here in the back. And on this bar graph, it has, uh, it has the highlighted colors uh, and the different times of when your audience is on the platform. And the brightest purple means that that's when they're on the platform the most. You can kind of take stock in it, but I don't really put too much stock in it because you can train your audience on the best time to be ready for your content. And that comes from you, you consistently posting and and when you post and what time you post and different things like that. I feel like we have more control as creators over the best time to post than what whatever the analytics will show you because you can literally train your audience to show up at whatever time that you feel like you're going to put that content out on a consistent basis. So if you're, you're, when your viewers are on YouTube, when you look, when you look at that graph, right, you look at that graph and it maybe let's say it's those on Sunday, most of your audience is on the platform at, at uh, noon. That's nice. But is it going to hurt you if you post at 3 PM on Sunday? No, not really. I don't think so. Because the other thing about best time to post, it kind of tricky because you have to remember there are so many time zones around the world. So no matter when you post, it's going to be an optimal time for somebody around the world to watch your content. Even if you post at a non-optimal time for the U.S. Let's say you post a video at midnight U.S. time. Yeah, that's not going to be good for people that are in the U.S., but the people in the U.K. are just waking up. And a lot of times people that just wake up, what's one of the first things that they do when they just wake up? They look at YouTube. Maybe they're watching a YouTube video as they're getting ready for their day in the morning. So again, best time to post, I don't take too much stock into that personally. And this is just my opinion, but I don't take too much stock into that personally because anytime you post, it's going to be a good time for somebody around the world. What's that saying? It's always five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) So best time to post really just depends on how you train your audience as the creator. The more important thing is posting consistently and then setting that expectation for your audience through your consistency. And that's when you train them to understand when you are going to post your content. The consistency is what it will do it for you more than best time to post, in my opinion. But if you haven't looked at your audience tap in your analytics, I would highly recommend you do that because it can give you a great understanding of what your audience wants from you. Now, obviously, if you are a newer creator, you're not going to have a lot of data. YouTube is not going to have a lot of data on you. So at that point, you'll just have to put out content on a consistent basis and put out enough of it so YouTube can begin to accumulate data about you and your channel and your audience. But if you're an established creator and you have a lot of videos out there, then you have this data at your disposal in your audience section of your creator studio. And again, I would highly recommend that you go back here and take a good look at it because it is a, a, a treasure trove of information that is available to us as creators. So, why not take advantage of the information that YouTube is giving us as it relates to your audience and what they want and need from us as creators? So, a few of the other things back here in the audience session they got the subscriber bell notifications. And here's another reason why your view to subscriber count is irrelevant. If you go down here, And you look at the subscriber bell notification percentages, right? So right now, vidIQ has about 1.5 million subscribers. But how many of them are actually notified when we post a new video? If I look at the subscriber bell notifications, they have two metrics here. They have subscribers who turned on all notifications for your channel, and they have subscribers who turned on all notifications for your channel and enable YouTube notification. So let's talk about the second one because obviously they they would have had to enable YouTube notifications to get your notification. But 1.5 million subscribers on the vidIQ YouTube channel and how many of them have all notifications enabled and turned on their YouTube notifications? Only 7.3% of them. And this is not just a vidIQ thing. You will find it for the majority of YouTube channels out there the actual number of people who are notified when you post a video pales in actual comparison to the number of subscribers your channel has. Most of us don't even get 10%. So I would not take too much stock into the subscriber to view ratio because literally less than 10% of your audience will be notified when you post a new video anyway, if they have notification turned on for you. So this is why you have to dig a little deeper into your audience analytics, which is what I've been highlighting throughout this podcast. So hopefully you've been paying attention and taking down some notes. So Or you can just listen to the podcast over again and go back and check out some of these sections that I've highlighted for yourself and see how they are stacking up for your YouTube channel. Other information back here, it also gives you watch time from subscribers. Again, not a big deal. I believe that when you have more watch time from non-subscribers, that is good because that means YouTube is pushing your content out to more and more people who are not subscribed. That's what we want. We want YouTube pushing our videos. So if you go back there and you look at this watch time from subscribers uh, section and you see that people that are not subscribed are watching more than your subscribers, don't be alarmed. That's not a bad thing. Also, you get age and gender back here, which is good, so you can find the age range of people that your videos are relating to. It will also tell you the geographics of where people are from and where are they watching your video from and for things like that, which could definitely can help, especially if you are doing any sort of affiliate marketing, uh, you know where your traffic is coming from. So definitely check out the, the uh, geographics of your channel so you know how to move accordingly, given where your video traffic is coming from on the back end of YouTube. But I know that was a lot of information that I just gave you guys in the podcast. Again, I got all of this from just one tweet from Ty Bo Pre, who again is the head of uh, homepage recommendations at YouTube. Hopefully I've said something in this podcast that has resonated with you and it will allow you to understand your YouTube analytics a little bit better. I think I broke it down pretty well. If you have any questions about this podcast just tweet at me at vidIQ and I can help you understand it a little bit better but the data is there for you what you need to know they have it waiting for you right there in your creator studio but I appreciate you guys listening this week you know your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by IQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.